This is Sam Rosa, artist for Marvel in DC. You're listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box. I hear there's going to be a gray-haired gypsy wizard here in a moment. You're listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box with Juan, Gabe, Tim, and Doyle, and potentially AC. 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 Don't say it three times. AC. <laughs> <laughs> like kind of had a headache i couldn't really function very well when i woke up it was literally like someone just punched me in the arm so hard that everything from like the chest and back shoulder blade down was just numb and dead and then i started getting this bruise right here that went to here for no fucking reason and i literally had chills and felt like shit for about a week maybe you had a heart attack what maybe you had a heart attack no my whole arm just hurt (laughs) dude when when alicia and i went and got ours we basically spent the weekend like it felt like i needed my arm in a sling like my fucking elbow to my shoulder felt like swollen and like you're so thin they probably hit bone Dude, that's the 5G taking hold is all. It's, it's, it's the, it's the it's, nanobots. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the magnetism spinning up so that it's the 5G starts Still working. It's came yeah. cycling through me, giving me my 5G. It's the ghost of Steve Jobs <laughs> yeah. inside of you. Just fuck that booster shot. That's all I'm I say. The next update of Moavi or whatever the hell this <laughs> fucking operating system's called. Or... They're gonna call. They're gonna call their new operating system Omicron after the new, <laughs> yeah, Omicron. over the new <laughs> coronavirus. Omicron's back. gonna be like a new transformer villain. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Has anyone else figured out how the government's taking over the world with Corona yet? No, I don't think so. I keep trying to kidding? figure it out. Q's gonna tell us. Yeah. Oh, and then, and then we just got taken off of all platforms right there. <laughs> if we haven't yet, it ain't happening. Yeah, I'm surprised that <laughs> well, there's many people out there that hate other people that nobody's tried to cancel. I mean, it's like a pretty stupid endeavor. Like, you can't cancel people getting nothing out of something. <laughs> <laughs> can't cancel people that you just... You can't cancel Dave, bitches. You know what happened to Dave Chappelle? He went to his old high school, and some, they tried to, like, cancel him on stage. He literally told him, he's like, I'm better than all of you. <laughs> to be fair, he did. The follow up was like, "I'm better than all of you right now." Yeah, You'll probably be better than me later. But no, I, I he shouldn't even have said that. He did. Say I'm that. not putting him down. I'm glad he did that. Like somebody needs to put these little bastards in their place. Did? No. So they're naming a school. They're naming a a, a theater after him at the school that he went. Yeah, I heard to. that. And he came out because <clears throat> people were bitching about it. And so he's like, "All right, it's time for you to put your money where your fucking mouth is." For all of the people who don't want them to name this place after me, donate money to the school and note that you don't want them to name it. And then at the same time, I want all the people who do want me to be named to do the same exact thing. And so whoever wins the, the donation battle, that's what I'll do. And but I mean it's a genius way for him to raise a bunch of money for this fucking school, which I thought pretty was cool. pretty cool. No, I was just happy like somebody finally said something like that. It's just like shut the fuck up. You don't know what we're talking about. You're 16, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> this is comedy. I've been trying to explain to my kids that they're just 16 for like ever, but yeah. they don't listen to Since me. Since they were 
Well, that's pretty accurate, actually. Even, I try to even explain it to some people at work. They're like 21, 23. I'm like, like, you don't get it. Like, I'm an entirely fucking different person than I was when I was 21, 23. Like, there are a few things that I hold on to from back then. But if I could go back then, I'd be like, yeah, you're fucking dumb. Half the shit you believe is dumb. Like, yeah. you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, I like some of the same bands I used to like. And I like most yeah. of the same movies. But yeah. even I, I just don't. I mean, even if for me, it's like video, like it's like all the same video games, almost none of the same music. <laughs> I, I think even if he believes the things he says, he believe, he says, which I think he does, it's much more nuanced than than what's going on on stage. You know, he'd have a conversation with you, I'm sure. I think you. he is giving an honest person's perspective of what they believe in that, which is like he has no problem with it. It doesn't always make sense, and it doesn't. There are some people out there that do some say some things that I just don't get. Like I've heard some people describe their gender theory to me, where I'm just like, "That makes okay. no sense." Yeah. <laughs> like I don't Whatever. hate you, but I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like I just don't understand the. I guess we're delving way fucking away from Tron. Yeah. But I, I we haven't even said that that's what we're talking <laughs> yeah. about yet. I don't understand the need to like say that. Like I've never been like I'm fucking Mexican today. Like I've just never. To I, me, I or feel I'd like never come out and I'm like I'm a man. Like it's just not something that I care or do. I don't need you to. If Tim were gay, like I don't need him to tell me every day. Cool, you're gay. All I'm right, gay. let's move all on right. with our lives. Like, Twice, I'm matter. gay. Cool. I actually, I'm, I'm happy gay. For you. All right. I actually meant to bring that up in the last episode with Arcane that I really appreciate the fact that like the two of the main characters are clearly lesbians, but like we didn't have to have that thrown in our face at any point because it wasn't like. It wasn't, it wasn't poignant at the time. Yeah, yeah. Didn't, but I when feel it's like poignant. It is. It is. And it's but it's not like, like it's something that wouldn't have happened at any of the moments that was happening in the show. Like, yeah. yeah. At no point when they would have just boned down. Like, and they didn't, and that's great. Yeah. But the fact that, like, I think kids just feel like I, I don't know. They can't talk about actual things, so they all have to have a platform. That they stand on to be angry about. So, so th- they have to let you know what that platform is ahead of time, so you can. I don't feel like it's for the sake of you not fucking up is what I'm saying. Like, I feel like it's thrown out there so someone can fuck up so I can then jump in your face and then other people will also jump in your face. What's weird is like, like, it's fucking crazy. What's weird is working, like working pretty close with, with kids, like fairly regularly. There's this, there's this like need to kind of like indicate like everything about you up front for that exact reason so that like somebody either will agree or disagree with you. And it's almost like they feel a need to like know where they stand with you right away because nobody is developing like the same kind of like social skills. Like we used to learn about each other by talking to each other. Now people learn about each other either online or by literally stating like, this is who I am. These are the pronouns you can use for me. This is how old I am, blah, blah, blah. But then what's weird about it is like, they still want to feel shame about something that they're telling everybody not to be ashamed of so they're like afraid to tell their parents or they're like afraid to tell their aunt or whatever so afraid to deal with like things that really matter really matter like it's just a weird it's a weird place that i think people are in where nobody knows like who they are i don't know unless they state it specifically i would assume with all of you that when you walk around it's not even something you're thinking about no not at all and it's it's not even in my mind until you put it there like there's this i would call him a kid 
at my work. He's like 25, 26. And he likes to joke around a lot, which is cool. But he likes to joke around that he's smarter than me, which I had never even thought of. He's not. Like, and he makes it he makes it well known that he's not. Like his activities involve getting fucked up and passing out and going to work. Right. And I was like, dude, I've read like hundred books this year. I've listened to eighty more. Like I actively seek out knowledge. Like and it doesn't mean anything because we still work in the same place. <laughs> but I've never walked around going like definitely smarter than you. Definitely smarter <laughs> than you. It doesn't enter my brain, but like his generation, it does. Like I talked to him about it. Other people around his name, they walk around like, no, like I'm more woke like I had no more than the past generation. Like we're better than you. And I'm like Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I think what's cool weird. Story, how do you give? How do you have so much shits to give? <laughs> I think like, what's weird about it is like it's it is that like yeah. you have to. Everybody's so worried about what they're going to look like to everybody else because that's how people present themselves to yeah. each other now. Like I, so Tim and I listened to Behind the Bastards, and they did a couple months ago when those papers came out that the lady had taken pictures of at Facebook that yeah, basically yeah, showed yeah. they had done all these studies and knew all the negative effects that were happening because of Facebook and just went, eh, eh. whatever, fuck it, fire the guy that brought that up. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, let's bury this. Here's the, my other the thing is- that's crazy about it, though, yeah. is that uh, with Instagram specifically, like kids talk about how being on Instagram makes them feel like shit. Because, like, they feel like they're never going to attain the look or the feel or the status or the fucking whatever of the people that they follow. So they're always presenting themselves. I get it. I love TikTok for the fact that, like, there's random funny shit on there. Yeah. But every other video is, like, a chick half naked with her nips popping out through her shirt dancing around. It's, like, super good looking. To the point where it's I flick fast as I can because it's like I don't give a shit anymore. They're endless. But if you were a girl, that would probably be pretty fucked up. I think what's crazy about it, though, is like that seems to be a part of it. It's like people are constantly walking around trying to create content. Like, does that kind of make sense? Like, I mean, super, you'll see it, they're like, always you hang like out super downtown pr- long enough. You'll see a blogger or ride a bus with somebody with their phone talking. Yeah, to it's it. like, like people are constantly trying to be performative, like day to day. It's super weird because I enjoy doing this because it's fun with hanging out with you guys. I yeah. don't. If we didn't release it, I would still do it. <laughs> but I feel like the opposite is true for all those people creating content. Like, I don't feel like they would release it. Well, I, if it wasn't gaining attention at that point, it's like you've created a job for you that probably doesn't pay anything, which probably is an insecurity at that point. Like I had somebody message me about my YouTube and say, you know, how have you made so many videos? You don't have that many followers. I'm like, I'm just I just make them like I don't really care. Like it's if, yeah, it's definitely different. Our generations are. Yeah. Like we because we used to make. I feel like it's going to flip around, though, because it's always okay to trash on somebody. Yeah. Yeah. People I know that because I'm the okay standard to trash on right now, and yeah. I don't care I don't at all. But it's totally fine to talk whatever shit you want to about fat people. Yeah. Like, in the media, on, on TikToks, whatever, you'll hear it. People will be like, you fat piece of shit. And I'm like, you can't say anything to a trans person right now or an Asian or a black person. But in five more years... And maybe the fat people will rise up and be like, stop calling us fat. We're not rising up. And then you can, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, like, lean forward. Yeah. 
we'll, we'll aggressively glatter <laughs> from it our is, seats. It is weird because I don't do well with things I don't really understand. And so, like, if if I was on Instagram and I was like, God damn, I hate fucking looking at these beautiful people. I just wouldn't fucking look at it anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't. I just would be done with it. But and that's the that's that's the odd thing to me is I don't understand the the feeling of getting on Facebook and being like, God, <laughs> Facebook, it's making me this or making like I only interact with the shit that makes me feel good. Like I don't I'm not friends with people who I don't agree with on Facebook. I don't care. I don't want to be your friend. It's because you have I you're I think it's because you're old enough to you understand what like actual validation is. Yeah. yeah. And ninety percent of these people out there that are going crazy are really that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't, don't I, get it. I do hard with things that I don't I don't understand because of that because I just don't like why are you friends with that guy who spews hate and all you do is bitch about that person yeah like, just unfriend him next next to fresh one recently <laughs> you, you'll never fucking see that person I promise well speaking of Tron speaking of Tron <laughs> is uh, is Ace ready I'm gonna I'm gonna call him okay sorry I don't know if he wanted to be a part of that discussion <laughs> he probably would have been all right with because we're all going to take a back seat now and just listen. <laughs> I want to know what you guys said so far. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing, we, we nothing about, about uh, people getting offended easily about their everything. Well, I mean... All right, so let's, let's touch on that for a <laughs> <laughs> I said I didn't think Ace would want to talk about that. <laughs> I like that. Okay, so some folks feel like uh, everyone has got extremely I closed it! and not really uh, willing to hear other people say stuff that you know they're not a little comfortable with, and that humor should allow for the freedom to make people uncomfortable. And I agree with all that, but I also think that like there's a difference between being funny and irreverent and being a dick, and I think that classic argument for comedy is that you shouldn't punch down because it's not actually funny or fair at that point. You should try to punch up. And I think that being inappropriate to authority systems, power structures, people who um, have undue influence, I think it's hilarious to shit on them. I think people who already have a crap situation in life, it's not really, I don't know, I can't say for other people, it's not as much fun for me. Um, or it's not as much fun as it was when I was a teenager and didn't know any better. And since I've learned that other people exist and have brains, ears, and thoughts, um, maybe shitting on somebody else should be something that uh, is an intentional choice for me as opposed to just something that happens automatically every time I open my mouth. Um, guilty of that as well, but I think like... Uh, Okay, so me, Latino, right? Uh, my friends and I make fun of each other. Um, sometimes, uh, you know, inappropriate words get used. And you can use them here if you want. Well, I can. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess the, po the point is that, like, you know, with my group of friends, it's fine. Because we understand each other and we know that it's not actually um, something that will affect how we see each other. No one's going to look at me differently in my group of friends after saying certain words, or I won't look at them differently after saying certain words. It's just going to be within our group. We know that it's like a, it's roughhousing. It's verbal roughhousing. 
and that's fine with your group of people because you're all okay with it. But if I were to go and try to be, just as I couldn't physically roughhouse with somebody who wasn't one of my friends, it's not really something that uh, is looked well at if you verbally roughhouse with people that you don't already have a relationship with or have any understanding or expectations of. Um, it's not a matter of is it right or wrong. It's really a matter of is it in good taste. And, you know, if we're looking at the long version of this, like if we get familiar with and comfortable with degrading certain groups and thinking of them that way, it makes it easier to keep thinking of them that way and it makes it harder to provide respect which there's already not enough of. It's not like, I know like a lot of people don't exactly deserve respect. I try to come from a perspective of like, you get my respect unless you earn my disrespect. And I know a lot of people feel differently. That's just how I look at it. Like I try to treat everybody that I run into, at least for the first time with a little bit of respect. And if they, like a don't want it or don't want to interact in that way that's fine um because they're more comfortable with coarser language which i have no problem with but it's still like if, if people are in on the joke it's not disrespect and you should be able to use words that other people aren't comfortable with and you should be able to say things that don't uh make you feel restricted but like I said, there, there's a difference between having it be an issue of right and wrong and having it be an issue of just manners. So that's my thought. Like, I think can I have better to... manners? Sure. Should comedy have to have manners? No. But if comedy is all about shitting on people who already have a rough time in society and already get shit on um, and, and encourage feelings of that towards them, then I don't see it as helpful. It doesn't mean it's wrong. But, you know, if someone comes and starts, uh, uh, who's that guy? George Lopez makes a lot of good jokes about Latino culture because he's in it. He knows what it's about. He's, you know, talks about stuff with his family and culturally choices that we make, things that we eat, ways that we interact with each other. Um, and it's hilarious. But it's kind of like you can joke with your family and you can call your friends dickheads. But if someone walks up and calls your friend a dickhead, you're like, Fuck you, man. I don't know you. You don't get to do that. Um, so I don't know. Like, I guess th there's context. It's too hard to make it a general statement as to whether you should just, like, never use bad language, never use uh, uh, insulting terms. I mean, John or Mark Twain was brilliant and used crass terms and used things that were... Uh, viewed in society as acceptable at the time, but he used them as a way of instruction to use humor to make people aware of how they were actually acting. He used humor to enlighten people, even if it was considered coarse humor. Um, you could say that Boondocks is kind of an example of that. But again, Aaron McGruder kind of pulled back from that show after saying, like, oh, really? these jokes are about our community, these jokes are about you know things that we go through, and a lot of people in it got it but a lot of people were laughing at us and not with us and that's why you kind of pulled back and may even be coming back at this point i don't know i've heard some rumors but yeah it's coming back from what i understand the weird thing to me isn't that it's i think everything you said is like obviously true and anyone who's not 
a moron can agree with all any of that. But it's just that when people decide to insert themselves themselves in spheres of relevance where they're not and won't shut up. And I think that's where people get like are just tired. That's that's where I'm tired of it. It's how I it's how I felt about Tipper Gore in the eighties. Like we get it. You don't like our music. Fuck off. Like we don't interact with you, you don't interact with us, we don't need your or input. It's even the <laughs> it's even the gang of people who and not even influential people. Most influential people could disagree 100%. But the gang of kids out there trying to get Eminem to stop making rap music. I was like, the dude grew up in the ghetto in Detroit and raps. Who cares that he's white? Yeah. yeah. Like most famous other rappers don't care. No. <laughs> like there's especially, a couple. <laughs> especially the incredibly influential rapper that introduced him to the rest of the world. But then you got these kids that are out there. Stop yeah, da, da, appropriating da, da, da. our culture. And I was like, bitch, he was doing it and making millions before you were born. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? the appropriating culture thing either. Like, I don't, that's just not a thing I, again, I It didn't I used about. to be a thing. It used if, to be like, if you like dreadlocks, you could have them. If Tim wants to wear a fucking sombrero, let him wear a sombrero. Like, I don't care. Like, it's just... I, just it's just a weird thing to me. Like I don't rock a sombrero. I don't if somebody ownership over somebody. Somebody gives like that. me a sombrero, I'll wear that fucking sombrero. If, if somebody's wearing a sombrero because it's comfortable or because they're having fun and they like it, great. If they're doing it because they're making fun of somebody, right. fuck them. I'm gonna I, kick I, the shit out of them. I can like, agree with sure. that. Most people who get brown face. Yeah. Most people who get attacked are just people who are wearing their hair different. You know what I mean? They're not. They're not necessarily like, being like... There's a literal new TikTok going around of a girl being like, who told white people they could have grills? And then it goes back to like an old Paul Wall song with him like rapping with Nelly about grills. Yeah. yeah. It was like literally the guy who fucking started making them. Yeah. yeah. Is white. <laughs> like this shit didn't come from Africa. Like not this, everything's your culture. Like the super, the super famous dude that makes grills is like a little Asian dude from Vietnam. Yeah. Like... Yeah. He had like a show on it. He had a show. A while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how. I don't that's remember the old... what it was called, but I remember the show. Man, what is it called? Because he's got like he because he became a citizen, he got to just name himself, and so he has like a crazy like. Well, that's the other thing. Super you, fitting name. If you were just historically inaccurate about your claim of cultural appropriation, you should just be beheaded in the courts. <laughs> like with the whole dreadlock things, I was like, matted, dirty hair is not from Africa. Like it's from everywhere. Yeah, it's like yeah. you go back to Vikings; they had crazy ass dreads too. Why? Couldn't wash their fucking hair. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Aztec people had them too. Like, yeah, there's almost no culture for me. Ancient, from the ancient world that did Granted, dreads. they look the coolest on black people. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't mean it came from there, specifically. I'm just saying, I don't really care about that shit. Tim, you can call me wetback if you want. I'm fine with that. I know it doesn't come from a place of anger or hate. Okay, but if, you didn't, yeah. but if you didn't know Tim... <laughs> I'm just kidding. That, that you don't uh, know. That felt but weird to I, say. I don't know very yeah. many... <laughs> that's, like, that's a 100% not who I am anyway. I don't, I don't know very many people who... It's it, the I next saw, commercial is just you <laughs> saying that, right? <laughs> I don't know very many people... I went who, back thinking outside <laughs> the love box. ...who don't wear hoods that outwardly come out and just be like, hey, you fucking beaner. Like, that's just not a thing that it happens on the normal basis. It does happen, though. It I've had no, I've had a few happen. I've had a few obviously racial interactions against me, but at no point, even then I didn't really care. I was just like, 
you're weird. I, like, I hear it mostly from old why people. Why do you hate me? I don't think mean to be racist. Yeah. That just say you like like the blacks or the brown people or you know what I mean. Orientals. You just say those things that yeah. I think are just so, normal to them. Like, I'll give you an example. At least they're not dropping like the hard end. You know. <laughs> I walked into Garrettson's once when I was like 17. And this guy was clearly fucking following me, who worked at Garrison's. And I turned around, and I was like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> and he was like, well, sorry, but people like you steal things. And I was like, okay. And I started handing him things. And then I walked out the fucking store, and I thought it was funny as shit. <laughs> like, more people shouldn't hang out and do stuff like that. I think I had like $300 worth of equipment in his hands. Like, he was following me around like my, my cart. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And I was just like, eh, I don't give a shit. This is a, it's a prick. Who cares? I can walk away. But for some reason today, that video would be like viral. You would have protests. There'd be kids in the street. Somebody, oh, why do you hate the Mexicans? Somebody at work asked me if I was tired from the swim over. And I said, nah, we jumped, not swam. <laughs> so speaking of Tron Legacy. remember like some people. Damn it. I tried. I tried real hard. He couldn't hear you. I know. Can you know have a skin that's thick enough that that just you know rolls off our wet back? But other people, not not everybody is built that way, and not everybody should have to be uh, you know, subjected to bullshit from someone who's ignorant. Like if it's your friend, if it's your coworker, and you have that kind of relationship, again, it's context. Like sure, whatever. You'll you'll uh, throw something back at them when the opportunity comes back, and it becomes. You know, it's still a place of equality. It's a place of, you know, everyone can shit on anyone and it's fine. It's not in a place of, it's a police officer holding it down to you using words that show that they don't trust you, like you, or value you. And all it's of a like sudden, he doesn't breathe. you know, it feels like you're not in a safe place, in, you know, with people that are supposed to be authority, <laughs> supposed to be protecting you. They're paid by you to protect you um, and they're not doing their job. And they're gleefully being dicks about it. So speaking of not doing our jobs, <laughs> Tron Legacy. <laughs> Tron Legacy is a 2010 American science fiction action film directed by Joseph Kaczynski in his feature directorial debut from a screenplay written by Adam Horowitz and Edward Kitsis. Based on a story by Horowitz, Kitsis, Brian Klugman, and Lee Sternthal. It's a sequel to the 1982 film Tron, which we're probably also going to talk about. Tron is a 1982 American science fiction action film written and directed by Steven Lisberger. From a story by Lisberger and Bonnie McBird, the film stars Jeff Bridges, Bruce Boxleitner, David Warner, Cindy Morgan, and Barnard Hughes. Bridges plays Kevin Flynn, a computer programmer and video game developer who's transported inside the software world of a mainframe computer where he interacts with programs in his attempt to escape. Tron Legacy has got a 51% critic score and a 63% audience score, and the original Tron has a 71% critic score and a 69% audience score. Super close. The, this, this... The, the, <laughs> no, like the half. Really half good, is, man. Half's not bad. I like both. I mean, Tron's... Tron's not everybody's thing. It's a weird computer game movie. It was fucking weird. So, I didn't get to watch Legacy, but I did watch the first one, and I can... (laughs) Calm down, AC. You can tell on the the one that is on Disney Plus that they've redone all of the animation in it. It's a little rough. And it's like... 
<laughs> it's it's like you know, there's no way this looked like this in the eighties so because no, I would have remembered that. Obviously, like I guess this was the first movie to be almost entirely CG. Yeah. But did you know most of the stuff is air like a lot of it's airbrushed? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't it know feel, that. It feels so much like a silent movie or like a German expressionist movie, the way the sets are and the way like their costumes are so like distinctive. Every, everything is so abstract yeah. in, in a lot of the settings. Once they get out of like the main games area where everything is very geometrical, everything gets very abstract and kind of like weird like digital Salvador Dali looking. And it's all like just smooth like everything is just straight lines forever or rolling hills forever like everything is like complete open liminal space like everything goes all the way to the horizon like yeah it's really really weird to watch it's i don't know it's a cool movie it's I just don't remember it looking that cool even when i was a kid like it definitely the update to it Made it look better, I thought. But. Yeah, the, the remaster definitely turns it up a notch. I feel like they were too preoccupied with whether or not they could. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't stop to whether or think they should. Did yeah. you watch Legacy? You watched yes. Tron Legacy? I watched them both. Me too. I really like Legacy, too. Legacy's a fucking... It's just like... It's kind of like... It's a lot more of the same, except it dials up the action a lot more. To me, Legacy was... It felt like watching hipsters wank off. Like, there was a lot of just, like... <laughs> this is just to be here, like to be like, whoa! Like I don't even know how to explain it. Oh, there's like, a lot of fan service, like, it, but it's it didn't hate it. Like it looks really cool, and like I like the action scenes, and like I don't know. There's less like I guess there's the same amount of like he's God. I guess he's more God in the second one. Yeah, he's like less. God, but he fails miserably. <laughs> like he's still like normal God. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to explain. It. I mean, like this is a movie that like is fun to watch, and I don't know that I love it or dislove it or it's, dislike it, it. It's exactly that. It's like fun to watch. Who you know? Eh. So it's a right in the middle. That's how that feels. You know, because that's how watching the first one felt. Is it was fun to watch. Yeah. It's really interesting. Like, and visually, it's super, super interesting. But what's going on is for sure secondary to, like, what you're I remember having my mind pretty blown when I was a kid when I saw it. When I was, like, eight. See, and I do, too. But I definitely would have been more mind blown if it looked the way it looked when I watched it today. Like, it was was definitely different. It's definitely a lot cleaner. Yeah. Because we pulled up the original... And it looks and it. totally it's different. Fuzzy, everything's out of focus. Yeah, every, all the glowing looks really grainy. Like it's like so, it's like when you turn up the noise filter on Instagram or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. It was well, it's it was airbrushed for the most part, which is I know a That's grainy media. Super yeah, yeah. fascinating. So Tron, was, the original Tron was made for seventeen million, and it Oof. made and it made fifty million. Um, and Tron, God, that was a huge old, movie a back that's a lot, then. That's a lot. And the the second was made for 170 million, and it made 400.1 million dollars. So they I, were both made a ton of money when they. Came. I'm shocked there's not way more Tron shit out with that kind of numbers. Yeah. There's the so, cartoon. So there's the cartoon Tron Uprising, which Ace and I, Ace probably will, we could talk for hours on. I mean, 
the show was really fucking good, but it got canceled because it cost too much to make. It, the thing about Tron in general... Here we go. Like, I, I, I have two, <laughs> things, two things about it that, like, really stand out to me. Number one, it's how a left-brain person tries to do art. It's how a left-brain person tries to, like... Because to me, the, the act of creating, the act of bringing a world into existence from your mind into another realm on paper or whatever, like, that does... It is a godlike act. You are creating a new thing, bringing it from something that didn't exist in any physical place before you, and now it exists on a physical realm that others can see and interact with. And Tron is like that, except instead of the full right brain aspect of it, a very left brain, and I know these are old, kind of outdated terms, but a very logical, very like, well, if I were to create a world, here's how I would program it. And it's still artistic, it's still creation, it still stems from that same instinct, but it's using a different style, which is kind of what made it interesting to me. Because yeah, it's super high contrast. And as Tim, you know, as Tim and I have done some pretty super high contrast artwork and my white on black stuff, like it's a it's a novelty that really appeals to some people, but to others can kind of wear thin after a minute. And two hours of that to some folks just kind of makes your head hurt and your eyes kind of like a little strained <laughs> from trying to handle, you know, super, super, super bright in thin lines on, you know, vast darkness in order to make it look like it glows. Um, this sort of thing, I don't, I don't know, it's not how we're used to looking at the world. It's like trying to look at the sun and dusk when everything is starting to turn orange and darker. And you have this one little piercing bit of light. You know, that contrast actually hurts us if we stare at it for too long. So I'm not surprised that the audience scores on this kind of went down because it is kind of too much to take visually over long periods of time. It is a novelty. It is a, it is a unique way of doing it, but um, just it's, like... Uh, it's, like it's like when they... It's like when they use animation inside of other live action stuff, like the novelty of that can wear off like really fast, like where you're like, oh, that looked really cool. Like Space Jam. It looks cool for like 10 minutes. And then you're like, well, this is I mean, OK, this is fun, but this is really dumb looking now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Cool World, Roger Rabbit. They were all really interesting. God, Cool World. Visually arresting Awful. for a right. moment. <laughs> But there's a reason we don't have that as an ongoing, profit-making, consistent part of the movie genre. You get you get those every now and then. And only because we have stuff like Sin City, which is kind of the most successful way of, of combining those. Sin City 300, um, that, that era of movies that finally figured out how to take something cartoonish and make it look real alongside real things. Uh, Watchmen, you know, that, that sort of thing. It was, it was a long time before we were actually able to make it feel natural and not just be so jarring that it throws you out of your ability to enjoy it. It's almost like so much excessive uncanny valley that your brain can't take it after a while. You're just like, that's not – it's so divorced from reality that your brain is just like, eh. Because we like to – I mean we always like to think about like space aliens being like bipedal or like you know fantasy creatures functioning. Like a griffin functions like a, a lion with eagle wings. You know, I actually read an article this week about how alien life is likely to be bipedal and humanoid. 
Really? Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> well, it talked about evolutionary patterns and how, like, on the Earth, different kinds of evolutionary tracks have been taken over and over and over again when there was nothing connecting them because oh, okay. they were obviously the most act like the most successful way to do something. Mm. So it was most successful for this animal to develop wings and fly. And even though there's a complete break between like birds and bats and things like that, that it happened over and over and over again. And that intelligent life typically tends to operate like we do with like five fingers, five toes, bipedal abilities. Or just eight. Are you like, trying to prove that guy work wrong again? No, I just thought it was <laughs> cool because as a, as a science fiction fan, that's always been like a thing of like, why do aliens always look like us? They probably wouldn't. They probably would look crazy. And then a lot of scientists now are thinking like, hey, they might not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they would be different, obviously. For sure, because they would have come up yeah. somewhere else. They would have evolved somewhere It was else. talking about how the Star Trek universe probably isn't that far off that like even though shit looks crazy it's still like basically humanoid hmm. well the reason it's successful is because it's adaptable to different terrains like being bipedal means you can handle rocky terrain you can handle sand you can handle grass you can handle a forest because you have the ability to shift your weight and move through it with aplomb and with ease and control and that's the reason why it's it's like it just happens to be good for a lot of different things, which is why it's survived as an evolutionary trait, why dinosaurs, a lot of dinosaurs have it, why a lot of birds are bipedal. It's why Boston Dynamics is messing around with it. Like When when we start building big robots to like be androids next to us, to be our butlers, to carry stuff around, or to go be machines of war, they're going to be bipedal, because that's going to allow them to get over more types of terrain. Tank treads are going to get stuck in sand. They're not going to be that great in a forest. Um, you know, same with bicycle tires, same with tentacles, like children. Man, I want I I would love to drive a mech. You've seen the giant gun when they built in Japan, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. They um like fucking moves and shit. I mean I don't I don't think you can do all the Gundam shit that it can really do the I show. Think but Gundam. There's have, a, have you ever noticed that when Jason picks movies this is what happens? What? Oh, that we just like we're not talking about this movie at all. It's awesome. Tron is really fucking cool, though. Like visually, it's just it's just not a movie that like bears re- frequent repeating. I think it's something that like if you've seen it once, like you understand like what it is and appreciate it for what it is, but don't necessarily. Like, it's like Passion of the Christ, except for with way <laughs> with way less passion, like yeah, yeah. way less a Christ. lot less Christ. Yeah, I don't not as much less Christ as you would well, think. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Jeff Bridges is kind of Christy, so yeah. he's kind of like the God God, God character. I feel like I understand the, the importance user? of Passion of the Christ. User. I don't feel like I ever got to watch it again. Yeah, but I do feel like I watch Tron every once in a while. So. There were three creators. There was Flynn, there was um, <laughs> Tron, and who was the other one that took over? Clue. The clone. Clue, right? So you had, like, the Trinity. Oh, and, shit. You know, there, there's some obvious, like, creation myth stuff connected with this, as well as the Demiurge, the false god that creates a, a already flawed universe that is only a reflection in the real universe, which, you know, a computer simulation is only a flawed reflection because it's made by man a flawed creature from the real universe so there, there are many levels to it and it's 
you know, they tried to make it religious. They tried to add it, well, not make it religious, but they tried to connect a mythological component to it so that it would resonate. And for some people it does, and for other people it's like, eh, I've seen this story before. What I, what I really wanted to say about this, though, the thing that, like, always makes me... Because I've tried to understand why I like Tron so much. When Tron Legacy commercials came out, like, I popped wood immediately. And it's, <laughs> so I finally got to see it four times in a row. Like, <laughs> it, it did it for me. The thing is, it, it, that look is so niche, and it is so high contrast, that it's like... Like, if someone, uh, I don't know if you guys ever saw What Dreams May Come, the movie with uh, Robin Williams. Where yeah, he, I really like that movie. In the afterlife to try to save his wife. And it's very um, stylized. It sort of looks like uh, uh, yeah, modern art paintings. Yeah. yeah. And for some people... It's an incredible that, movie. It, it does exactly what you want. It hits, like, some part of your brain, like, gives you that dopamine rush, tastes like candy mentally. And for everyone else, it's just kind of either actually repulsive in a way like they cannot wrap their mind around it and other people are like that was okay but i've had enough going back to the cool world analogy it is so niche it is so unusual that only certain people are going to really resonate with it it's kind of like where the radio switched to mediocrity for music and i'm not using that term like to be derisive mediocrity in that like they go for the middle of the road they go for things that are not too excellent and not too terrible because even though that variety is good and allows you to experience more and, you know, whatever, um, those outer fringes of it don't work for most people. They don't make money for most people. Uh, they, they basically try to make the radio so that you accept it as background noise and don't change the channel so that the ads can hit you more often. If they started having really great songs, some people would be, you know, amazed by it and and inspired and other people would be like hey, I don't get it it's too weird and that's what Tron is it's too weird for most people but the ones that it's not too weird for it is that highest peak of of whatever that type of artist, artistic expression is and that's why I think Tim and I like the way we love that movie you know confounds some people I mean, it is like it is like a giant moving '80s pop art piece. Like it looks like so much of the art that came out of that era, like the posters where like the woman is like completely white yeah. and the background's also white, and so her face is just like one line. And then there's like pastel blocks flying past her. Uh -huh. Like it's the same visual aesthetic of like just hyper contrast hyper bright colors like it's super super 80s pop art yeah and then the modern film is like the reverse is true with the with the second film instead of like a lot of white it's a lot of black and a lot of dark tones with bright outlines you know because everything now is like very clammy and yeah and shiny so the way I kind of looked at the two films, because I watched them both, the first one feels like it's an on-the-paper drawing, because I feel like that's kind of what was going on at the time. 
And the probably the literally second, in some of those yeah. scenes and backdrops. And the second one felt like I was in it. It was. It felt a lot more vibrant. The world that he's in when he's falling and they're fighting and shit feels a lot more real to me than the first one did. And I thought it was a lot more successful than the first one. I know even though people don't like it as much as the first one, they uh, is what the ratings show here. I enjoyed the second one better because I felt like I could be in it. Where the first one felt just very on paper, very it, it was it was way slow for me. I, I didn't enjoy it as much. It wasn't bad, but I I just felt more alive in the second one. I don't know how else to explain it. it I mean, a big part of that is just a big. leap in technology. Right. Yeah, right. like visually, visual is so much better because. And we were talking about this today too about how video games drive like animation, drive technology. Like it looks like it's like going from Super Mario Brothers to like playing fucking, you know, Diablo on your Switch. Like yeah. it's it's just if we saw the video games that we play now when then? the original Nintendo came out, like it we would think it was fucking science fiction. Like that's how big of a gap it is. Like now- and like Tron came out. 8-bit Nintendo, this is coming out. I mean, what was it like? I mean, it's 10 years ago. We're already blowing this shit out of the water. Well, the comparison I'm about to make is now video games look like the box art. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, you look at, like, the like cover not to, pixels. like, Legend of Zelda. Or, like, the old Atari games. Yeah. yeah. Although, to be fair, sometimes I don't like that. I mean, graphics no. aren't everything, but like, like play, it's a thing I that is achievable old now. Zelda. I play a lot of platform games that are probably rendered in 16-bit, like on my oh, yeah. on on my console still. Like Dead Cells, that game is just a platformer, like it's a Metroidvania, as they say. Yeah, for me specifically, just the. Just the, it was so vibrant, the red and the yellows when they're driving and they're fighting. It just, it felt like it, like a, it felt very retro, even though it's not. I mean, 10, 11 years ago seems retro, but it's, it felt like something from the 70s or 60s to me, some kind of Pink Floyd bullshit that was happening. But it felt really, all the light flares. It, it felt really cool to me, and it felt like I could be in the video game, which is a really odd thing to say, but it, it felt the other much thing, different than the first one. The other thing thing is it was filmed for 3d so it was released in 3d so there are definitely scenes that like cater to that shit you're going through shit's coming right at you like you can kind of tell in uh there's a there's a scene later on in the film where they're kind of you kind of experience a new thing for the tron world where they kind of have like jets Mm mm-hmm and instead of like the light bikes with the trail behind them, it, the jets have light trails off the wings, oh, okay. and it becomes this like three dimensional fight with with the light cycle uh, thing. Yeah, and uh, there are a lot of like coming right at you scenes where you're like, that probably looks cool <laughs> as shit with the glasses yeah. on. <laughs> I didn't understand the ending to the second one. So this laid. So obviously they get out. Spoiler alert. Yeah. They like, no way. <laughs> They get out with the girl who is a part of the game, and she's some kind of unicorn. Like she's some kind of some kind of being, special being of some sort. So this is part of Ace's topic about how Tron Two tries to tell you this weird, quasi-religious, spiritual story. So the whole point of 
uh, the female character. I can't remember her name. Um, she is a a a unique Cora. She is a completely unique random generation that happened in the computer. She's she's something that just blinked into she's existence. Yes, she's free guy. <laughs> she just a random consciousness that blinked into existence. And the the series Tron Uprising tells more about this because there's like a huge war that happens and they only hint about it in the second film. But like there you know it's it's like there are all these new AI consciousnesses just like birthing into existence and when she exits the Tron world somehow she's like this new form of life that now exists that's halfway between a computer program and a human yeah i guess and of course like human. some he weird has cyborg. to fuck her oh for to sure to make the world a better place yes. yeah duh <laughs> she's like vision now or something you know i don't i don't know it's 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 like it's where Tron gets like needlessly cerebral. <laughs> Manifest Destiny, sir. So, do we want to rate both movies? Because I can really it feels only like rate. we watched both. Yeah. Did all of us watch both? Game. I I was unable to watch the second one. Well, we've done movie ratings with one uh, one. Yeah, yeah, I just won't be in the, in the Tron Legacy rating, but I would like to rate Tron. Yeah. I, I Game's like eight. <laughs> no, no, honestly, I'm going to give it like a 75. Like just just on the visuals alone, the movie carries itself. Like it's it's cool to watch. I love I – play, I play a few video games that take place in spaces that are a lot like – that are a lot like the space that's happening where they yeah. go on endlessly and stuff like that. And I really, I really like that. Like everything is tiny because this world is endless. Like it's like video games now, like, uh, like a lot of the space games, like elite dangerous and stuff are like yeah. progressively generating like endless universe. Like yeah. it's still going and making and making places, games like, Games that aren't even worth getting into anymore, like EVE Online. Yeah. That are just literal, like, infinite video game spaces, yeah. practically, already. And, like, you can find your way into, like, the backwaters of stuff like that and just literally never interact with someone. Yeah. Like, it's it's kind of cool. Like It's wild. I And I like that visual aesthetic to, like, the movie. So you gave it a 75. Yeah, for okay. the first one. The second one, I have to abstain. <laughs> uh, for, the, for the first one, I'm going to do... I'm gonna do a 75. That's that's fair, because it's, you know, if we're following our th- our system, it's, it's it's got some dated visuals. They were they were on point for the time. I remember being fascinated by this movie. As I don't know if they were on point for the time as much as they were just insane for the time. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're just so incredibly unique. It's kind of like heavy metal when it first came out. Yeah, yeah, Fuck just so this. different. Yeah, and then um, let's for, just do this first one real quick. Oh, okay, just so I can that that's it for me then. I'm gonna go seventy-eight. Ooh. I liked it a little bit more than like a blonde AC, but not quite a B. <laughs> blonde AC is that what you said? Yeah, but I don't even know that's what I meant. <laughs> Blase, I meant to say, but I said blonde. I'm gonna give it a seventy-two. Oh, I just step it back down. We, we using a hundred point scale here. Yes, we can sub Ace for Gabe. Ace, give well, us. No, this is Tron, the first Tron. But he can be in it. It's no big 
Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, were, were you done explaining your, your rating for it, the 72? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, I'm basically going to give it a solid B. I'm going to give it an 80. Now, the reason is um, I was stunned visually by it at the time because it looked almost like... Rot- it, it had a lot in common with rotoscoping. <laughs> it did have a lot of rotoscoping in it. It was basically like Star Trek One, the movie, where they give you that long, glorious shot of the Enterprise from beginning to end, and they spend ten minutes on just how majestic it looks and the fact they can finally give you a version of it that visually appeals and is worthy of, of what they've tried to show through all those years. And that's what Tron, the first Tron was to me, was seeing something for the first time that was really pushing the limit on what was possible, like Star Wars. Um, but it was also a boring movie. So it wasn't for the visuals. And, and I love Tron, but I, I'm honest. I'm honest about that. Uh, that's why I give it a B. Because... Uh, there, there are times when they're just walking and marveling at what's around them, and I'm like, yeah, but I didn't need 30 seconds of it. Ten would have done. Move on to the next plot point and, and keep, it, keep it rolling, you know. A little, little, more, uh, uh, little more snappiness with the editing would have, been, would have benefited and made it an A, I think. All right. Well, then let's – do you want to just go ahead and give your – for Tron Legacy? Uh, 200%. <laughs> <laughs> so a 100 so a 100 I'm, I'm popping wood now thinking about how much I like that <laughs> now I feel like I need to watch it cause like if you like it that much Jesus visually it's just a cool fucking movie it does have this really it does have a kind of interesting cerebral bit with the with the IOs that pop up and their little mini story and then the whole god complex Flynn I mean, it, it's got a lot of interesting nerdy bits that, like, somebody that takes the time to look into it could be fascinated by. Nice. <coughs> what did you, you give it? it? So, so I'm gonna rate it pretty high. I'm gonna give it a, I'm gonna give it a, an 89. Too low, Tim. <laughs> Doyle. Those are rookie numbers. <laughs> AC changes his score to 290. I'm like a 85. It's a solid B movie to me. Like visually, it's very cool. Story wise, it's kind of cool. <laughs> to me, I like I said before, it kind of just feels like Fappin for some reason. Like just, if nothing else, it's a dope action movie. It's but it's, it's got a lot of cool sequences. To me. <laughs> The Matrix is like the quintessential version of Tron Legacy. It's like all the visuals are badass and the action is insane and the story is pretty legit. And I feel like Tron falls short in just a few of those areas, but is very similar to The Matrix in that a lot. I like that. But Tron is like Matrix for like teens. Tweens. 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 And Mexicans. <laughs> like slightly younger. Like 10. You, so you said 85? 85. So I also I also was going to give it an 85. It was, it, was, it was a pretty big step up for me for the first one. And I think it yeah. had everything to do with the way everything looked. Um, it looks badass. So it's not that doesn't place it on our top five or ten, but it is tied with uh, Office Space, Born in East LA, and uh, Tron Legacy sit at the same exact score of eighty nine point seven five. 
A lot of stuff tied yeah, up over there. A lot of 89.75s, I guess. Let me find Tron. Our rating system's it. weird. Tron is got a 76, so it falls right under The Last Dragon and right above L.A. Confidential. Man, you guys dragged L.A. Confidential for some reason. <laughs> because the director dragged his balls over my face without boring that movie is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, with that, with that said, be sure to visit us at TOTLB.com. You can find us at Facebook.com slash Thinking Outside the Long Box, Patreon.com slash TOTLB, or you can find us at YouTube.com slash Thinking Outside subscribe the Long Box. Subscribe to us, box. AC, if you're not subscribed. And then uh, okay. also, yeah, you know, AC one time was unfortunately witness to a midget who had been tied to another midget that Michael Kirk, you know, allowed himself to enter several times <laughs> until, until completion several times. It's the gray hair gypsy. And he was, like, standing in the corner with his wizard hat on. It was weird. Anyway, Michael Kirk is dead now. It was all consensual. Yeah, it was all consensual. Everybody said yes, even though Doug... Yeah, whatever. 970 Try not to think about it too much. There were no safe words that were said aloud. They yeah. were too busy thinking about whether or not they could. <laughs> and, not, and not whether or not they should. 970 Until next time, I've been Gabe. I'm Tim. I'm Doyle. I'm Juan. Oh, one more time. Word is keep going. One more time. One more time. This is AC. My safe word is keep going. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Awkward. <laughs> keep going. <laughs>